we tend to misjudge when our children are ready to start talking about this. We need to build habits, you know, getting our children to eat their vegetables and be active. The same thing applies when it comes to money. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm the show host, Todd Christensen, and today I'm talking to Financial Beginnings founder, Dr. Melody Bell, about the whens, whats, wheres, and hows of teaching young children and teens important lessons about money. Today, it's money here and money there. We're teaching money everywhere. Dr. Melody Bell is the founder and CEO of Financial Beginnings, a nonprofit that develops and delivers personal finance curricula for youth and adults. Melody passionately believes that sound financial decisions are the result of early education and has made it her life's work to ensure financial education is more accessible and inclusive to all. In addition to leading the Financial Beginnings team, Melody also serves as an adjunct professor instructing online and hybrid personal finance classes at Portland State University. Melody Bell, welcome to Money Fit Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Todd. I'm glad to be here. Melody, we've, we've uh, known each other for uh, about a decade. I really appreciate having you on here. Um, we start off each of our podcasts with uh, one of the standard opening questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Because that's what you are, what you've started. And I know you're really involved in, in your, um, starting up that business, that nonprofit. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, who, when they're young, says, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur when I grow up, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, I think, um, so no, it's, it's just, I, I identified a need um, in the community um, that I felt was very needed is to, to teach young people at a young age, um, starting at a young age, to take control of their finances and uh, be prepared to enter adulthood, to hopefully not make mistakes that so many of us did, and mm-hmm. Um, you know, really initially too, I just thought, oh, well, maybe there's, you know, a company, a finance company that would want to hire me to do that. But I really view financial education as a, as a community need. And that's mm. where I felt like nonprofit is the, the way to go. So yeah, I entered this, I didn't know about education or, you know, nonprofits for that matter. I have the, the finance background and, um, I've definitely learned a lot over the last, uh, 16 years now in financial beginnings. That's awesome. Congratulations. I know that you guys are growing by leaps and bounds, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's exciting. It's it's definitely um, uh, far beyond what I ever thought. I just wanted to go in the classroom and teach some kiddos about money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll just do this a few schools here and there and and end up uh, all over the country now. I know. It's crazy. It's it's very humbling, for sure. That's great. All right. So you, uh, Emily, you've been involved, heavily involved in, in financial education in elementary school classrooms for a number of years. You, you must have some insight on what types of approaches have worked and, and even what hasn't. So could you help us understand uh, some of the uh, some of your experiences and what you find uh, is is really ideal or what what works well in elementary school classrooms? 
Yeah, you know, I I like to even think even, you know, before elementary, like, you mm-hmm. know, Elmo, Elmo talks about money, right? <laughs> awesome. save, save, spend, share. And I'm, I'm a parent. I'm, uh, I've got a, a young adult as well as uh, a, another daughter who's in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they definitely are, are test subjects as, as we all are <laughs> as parents, right? right? And, you know, we, we see throughout the years, I think as a parent, um, we tend to um, misjudge when our children are ready to start talking about this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it's just, it's just like everything to where we, we want, we need to build habits and, and, and the younger that you do that, you know, just like with us, you know, getting our children to eat their vegetables and, um, be active and, and all of that, the, the same thing applies when it comes to money. And, um, and I can tell you, you know, my children are very, very different. Um, they they get it and they got it at a very young age. I mean, if if you've ever gone to the toy store with a child and have seen a difference on if it's them spending their own money mm-hmm. or if they're spending your money, right? It's amazing how quickly my my money gets spent, exactly. <laughs> right? And and how much slower it is for theirs. And so, you know, I think when it comes to the elementary kiddos, is is realizing that they really are ready for it, and and, and maybe at a younger age than than we expect. And then continuing to reinforce that lesson um, throughout elementary school. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're continuing, you know, talking about those basic concepts like save, spend, share that I mentioned, um, you know, identifying different types of coins, um, you know, and needs versus wants, and, and just kind of continuing to, to build that um, throughout elementary school is going to set them up for, for those um, bigger conversations when they're in, in middle and, and, and in high school. Right. So a lot of uh, parents that I've, I've talked to over the years, uh, many feel that uh, talking to, to young children is about money is, is going to create too much tension that it's just not an, a pleasant subject. And so why talk to about, about money if it's not something you're going to enjoy, it might might not damage the relationship, but it's not going to bring joy to the relationship. But how do, how do you see that uh, discussion? You know, I I mean, we've all done it, right? We're at the store and the kids want to buy something. And you say, you know, we don't have the money. Well, mm-hmm. that may be the case, but a lot of times it's just no, it's not in our budget. You know, <laughs> right. right? You know, like we have to we have to to prioritize those those things. And so, um, yes, it, it is really important. And that's where I think you know when you when you start early and you start just talking about um, some of the more fun concepts and in in you know identifying money and bills and you know how to be able to to buy stuff and and budget. Um, then you can start to build into some of those more, like, how does this fit into us as a a family? You know, is it, you know, um, a a child, you know, taking on a a lemonade stand to to fund something that they want to to save for? Or is it, you know, there was a great um, New York Times columnist a few years ago that actually took his entire paycheck and put it all in cash. Did you Mm -hmm. ever read about this? And then it's like... Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's great. And so it's like, okay, here's how much for our house. Here's how much for our, you know, grocery, you know, kind of, and, and you start to see that pile, right, mm-hmm. go down. And, and so the, the more that we can continue those conversations, and they, they don't have to be challenging. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that they need to be, 
you know, um, at the, the kitchen table with you or your spouse or, or, you know, working through some of the more challenges of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still, there's still a way to, to get them to, to understand and, and building upon that to where, um, it, I mean, it's just such an important topic. I have so many students at, you know, the, the college age, <laughs> like, why didn't my parents talk to me? Right, like, right. you know, don't do that disservice for them. Yeah. That, uh, that, uh, activity with the paycheck, we, uh, my wife and I actually did that with our older kids, uh, when they were eight, but not with actual cash. We just pulled out monopoly cash, but it, mm-hmm. it's uh, if you want to get your kids to stop asking for, um, uh, money for everything they want, do that activity. Just kind of make sure that you include that, Hey, you, you got a little allowance. So you, you're taking care of and we're saving so that they don't think that, you know, there's no money left on the table and, and they're uh, worried about losing their home. So, but right. Uh, what, um, what about, so for even young, you talk about before school, before they even enter school, are there some things you can do just act actions or like at the store, uh, things you can do to, to get kids start to think about, well, money doesn't just come from thin air just because you swipe the card or how do you, how do you help young children understand that money is something you earn and uh, you don't just spend, 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 but it's earning and saving and giving. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, uh, a, a challenge to take that concept, and especially you know it's not like when I was young where um, you know my my parents would take out the check register at the grocery store, you know, hold up mm-hmm. the line while they're writing the check and putting it right. in the register and right. and adding that up, um, and and even I remember my grandmother had um, the, the, the passbook with our savings account and we would go through that. And, and so now with everything being so electronic and so instant, um, it is harder and, and, you know, and it, 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 it's been proven, you know, it, it actually physically is more painful for us to, you know, part with cash than it is for us to, right. to swipe that, that, that card. And so, you know, when it comes to those those examples that that I have done with with my um, elementary kiddo over the years, you know, one is like just to get her to like be okay going to the grocery store. I give her a three dollar budget mm-hmm. <laughs> that she can, you know, go through. And it's so funny. Recently, we went in, and no joke, within the first five seconds, she had something, and I was right, like, "Of course, really?" You know, and then. I think she swapped probably three or four times throughout that, but it's, you know, it's, it's her. And then there have been times where she says, okay, well, this is $5. I will use $2 of my, my own money. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's providing that kind of, um, not necessarily needs versus wants, but prioritizing, you know, how you're going to, to spend that, that budgeted amount. Also understanding, you know, if you're, you're going to go above and beyond and, and spend more for that. Um, we did have, we were a couple of years ago planning a vacation and um, to Disneyland mm-hmm. and she, you know, had been saving money and um, I don't know about you. I like football. So it was like Sunday and it was like my one game to watch mm-hmm. the Seahawks and she comes in and she's like, I want to spend my money. And I was like, we have to talk about this right now. Like, you know, and, and, but it was like, it was just like physically painful for her. Like, she's like, I'm sitting on this money. And so I tried to instill another concept, like, you know, of compounding. And I said, okay, here, if for every dollar that you save for this trip, I will match it. If you Hmm. save it for the trip, if you spend it before, then you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get that money and double their money exactly exactly is 
she's such a spender. It's so funny. It was just, uh, it was a, it was a very painful three hour game while I'm just trying to watch and yeah. negotiating this with, with a five-year-old, I think at the time. Um, and you know, it was interesting too, because when we were there, we were just like in the little convenience store and they had, um, this toy, which is a toy that she gets all the time at, you know, mm-hmm. Target, you know, mm-hmm. and, and she was like, I want to buy that. And I was like, how much is it? She's like, $20. It's like, how much is it when you buy it at Target? She's like, 10. It's like, so, <laughs> you know, is that worth it? And she right. got, well, no, I could get that at home. Yeah. And that's not the whole point. So that's a good point. Um, there's ways to bring in those, those lessons into just our, our kind of everyday family orientation. And, and they're ready to have those conversations. Yeah, that's good. Um, in, in the last few minutes we have today, um, you were involved in Oregon's uh, in the effort to get Oregon to restore financial literacy standards. Uh, is that, that's correct, right? Correct. Uh, could you speak to how standards in financial education work in states? I, I would imagine you have some experience in states outside of just Oregon, but how how those work? Because a lot of people say, "Well, our states have standards." Is that the same thing as requiring a class? Right. No, good point. So yeah, I've, I've done a lot of work with the legislature with this over the years. And um, Oregon, it's interesting. We actually had a required um, half semester course in, in high school for mm-hmm. personal finance up until 97. And we got rid of it, which yeah. is interesting because several other states started adding it in, right? Right. Um, and so for, for Oregon, we do have now educational standards for personal finance, starting at the little kiddos at kindergarten, going up through high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Now standards are different than a required course, right? So they are, you know, they are required to teach to the standards and they're broken out by age group. Um, But it's, it's hard to sometimes know where that's happening. Right. Right. Um, and, and so that's where, where the challenge comes in is, yes, it's required. And, the, and all of the, the schools have to, to say that they're doing it if and where it's happening is the, is the harder to aspect. And so I think, you know, we as parents have to, you know, advocate for our, our children. And, and, and so with this, if this, this is a you know thing you find value in, which obviously, you know, you and I do mm-hmm. um, ask your school, where is this taught, you know, because they're signing off saying it's taught somewhere. Right. Most most uh, states have standards, right? Not all, not very many have classes, but most have standards. Yeah, I would say there's only a, a handful now that have a required course. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, closer to two thirds, you know, have standards. Some, mm-hmm. um, some just adopt other standards. Um, for example, you know, Jumpstart has standards for K through 12. So like Washington, I think is an example of that where they adopt the Jumpstart standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's all very different in where, and even in in um, like Washington, for example, it's it's talking about okay, well, you have to offer it. It doesn't mean that everybody has to take it. And he even says, I think you know, it can be during lunch or after school. Oh, okay. Which I don't know if I'm going to give up my lunch for right. that. But, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that not too many uh, that are uh, too many young people that are that excited to take it. Right. Um, Until they get into it, though, right? I mean, right. And then, then they're excited about it. Yeah. Well, and 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 some some people or some some states say that they have a personal finance class or they they teach it, but it's actually part of an economics class. Right. And maybe this is this is a discussion for another day, but because uh, that's that's getting into high school. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, standards classes, there's there's not a whole lot of classes, uh, of course, for elementary school kids, but there are standards. Yeah, and you know, when I think of the elementary kiddos, where I like to apply it is to think about what a great way to teach math. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden you're talking about these decimal points and things like that. And, you know, like you put a dollar sign in front of it and then they're, they're, they're applying it. Right. Oh, I mean, it's exactly it's money. Right. It's awesome. money. And so it's, it's a great way to, to apply yeah. math lessons, I think. Well, Melody, sure appreciate your time here today. I, I got uh, this question. Uh, what is one practical step or piece of advice you would recommend uh, regarding today's topic to our listeners? You know, I would recommend um, get start making it applicable to them at an early age. So I think one great example is, you know, get get them a bank account. Mm-hmm. Get them, you know, start start getting them banking, um, you know, seeing that um, I, I, I am a tree hugger in being from Oregon. <laughs> I, I do like to get the paper statements for my little kiddo, though. Um, so she can every month we can review how much is in her account and see that that interest in that. And so, yeah, get that get that bank account early. And there's nice. some really great programs that banks and credit unions have to incentivize that. Oh, excellent. Thank you for that. And and how can uh, my listeners connect with you online? Yes. So uh, www.financialbeginnings.org or RG. Um, and you can connect either with your local office. Um, we have programs all over the, the country. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Melody, for your time today with us. We appreciate you. Uh, appreciate our listeners for joining us. Please check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. And until next time, please stay money fit and stay well.